So we were going to podcast last week, but uh, it was like, oh, man, there's nothing going on. Like, it's dog days of summer. Nothing's really happening in wrestling. And uh, that quickly changed on Friday. Yeah, to say the, the very least. We got, uh, if for some reason you're living under a rock or don't actually really, like, watch wrestling and just, like, listen to us um, to get your all your wrestling news, Vince McMahon, although I don't even understand how you could avoid this one because this was, like, Wall Street Journal. This was, like, uh, Hollywood Reporter. Like, every pretty major publication uh, covered this. Vince McMahon retired, and it feels like that the heat, it might be on him. And uh, despite a few weeks ago saying, fuck him, I'm not going to retire, uh, and coming out like every week, every every show to like get a like a round of applause. Like it seems like something's changed, and that something seems to be like I don't know misappropriating funds. Possibly they're having to reissue a bunch of financial statements from a few years to cover like fourteen and a half million dollars. I think uh, that they know of so far. Uh, so th- that happens now. Stephanie and Nick Khan are are co CEO or co CEOs. In addition to Stephanie being the chairman, uh, chairperson of the board, and then uh, Hunter is back in. Well, I don't, I don't know if he actually ever was in creative. I'm just thinking NXT. Hunter, her Helmsley, Paul, um, what is his last name? Paul Levesque Le- is uh, Levesque. is head of creative now in in WWE as as additionally being talent relations. So pretty damn big change. Also. We had another example of uh, this AEW should just stop doing anything with barbed wire because they're just cursed to try to do anything with barbed wire. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's been, you know, what Thursday we decided to put this off. Uh, I was actually going to Death Before Dishonor, so it was like, well, we'll just we'll just talk about that uh, sometime next week and do a <laughs> do a, a preview show for SummerSlam. And then the, you know, everything that could have gone wrong went wrong in wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, the Vince McMahon bombshell, I, they're going to find. I, I don't think that he would have run for the hills over $14 million. That's that, that's a slap on the wrist for a guy with his much money. Um, there, there's there's something else that he knows is out there that he's hiding from. Um, and I'm, I'm terrified to see what it is. Uh, you know, the rich guys paying for sex that, that does not shock me. Um, hush money doesn't shock me. Um, the, the story about the, uh, the sexual assault in the limousine was, uh, horribly unpleasant, but apparently was a really old story that just never went anywhere. Um, so I'm, I'm afraid more stuff like that is going to be in the, uh, in the coming weeks in addition to, um, just an insane amount of embezzlement. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's going to be crazy. So I'm, and I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping any of the, the women that have had unfortunate encounters, uh, assaults or what, what have you harassment. I, I hope that their names don't personally get brought up. I hope people that want to rename, remain anonymous, stay anonymous. And, you know, no one gets kind of, you know, re-victimized over this so that's i hope that's what happens that'd be nice it is uh it's gonna be exciting to to actually see wwe change a bit um yeah so i'm i'm excited for that it's it's been a long time coming 
Uh, he was 77 years old. Um, so the idea that he knew what the, um, what is their target demo? 18 to 36? 34, I think, randomly. Yeah, 18, I don't know. 18 to 34, uh, the, the idea that a 77-year-old man knew how to cater to his primary target, uh, just mind-boggling. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited, uh, obviously, to see what Triple H does with the entirety of the roster, uh, not just NXT. Uh, I'm really excited if this thing plays out and um, – he and Heyman are going to kind of tag team this thing, which seems to be the the direction that uh, things are moving in. Um, Heyman's always had a really good eye for the talent, um, so that'd be a that'd be a great a great thing to see. Uh, I know he and he and Stephanie used to not get along real well, but I think there's a mutual respect there now. Um, so I'm shit. I'm excited. Uh, if, if for nothing else. I'm, I'm excited just to get to start watching NXT again um, yeah. because I, it broke my heart to quit, but it was, it was just one terrible vignette after another and not actual wrestling ever. Um, and it's, I, I hate that I quit watching because I know Mandy Rose is doing some Roman level heavy lifting. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice to get to go back to NXT uh, and to see what kind of changes and excitement, um, you know, they can bring to the, uh, main, main roster there. And for the love of God, people, FTR is not coming back tomorrow. Adam Cole's not coming back tomorrow. Malachi black, Alistair black is not coming back tomorrow. Like all these guys signed contracts. So like just the, the weird takes on, on, Twitter about like, yeah, Triple H is going to get these guys back before the end of the year. I know it. And it's like, yeah, no. He's, he's going to buy out four and a half years of their contract just to do it. Um, I, and then, I mean, the, I, I don't think that some of them leave if this move was two years ago. Um, yeah. I mean, Adam Cole in particular, uh, every podcast I've, I've listened to, he and Gargano both, all they ever did was sing the praises of you know, Hunter and, uh, and HBK, um, just how respected they felt. Um, when, when Adam Cole said he wanted to test the waters elsewhere, uh, both of those guys told him to, um, mm -hmm. you know, if you're, if you don't think you're going to get what you need here, go see what you find out there and you're always welcome back. So, I mean, it, it's, it, they wouldn't have lost some of the talent if Vince had just walked away a little while ago. Um, obviously, because they they wouldn't have released seventy percent of the roster since COVID started. So, yeah. yeah, I the the pessimistic version. I don't know. We don't try to be too pessimistic here, but uh, friend of the show, Phil Brooks, um, also known as CM Punk. <laughs> I think it's like oh. the first almost spit take on this show. You um, almost timed that perfectly. <laughs> oh. Uh, he, he talked about how some fan asked him at some kind of event he was at, or maybe it was Comic-Con or something like that, that he was on recently uh, about like, you know, what he thinks is if anything's going to change and, and the way he puts it, and you kind of have alluded too much uh, to such on like the Colt Cabana podcast and stuff that he did that he probably trusts Hunter less than, uh, than Vince. So ultimately, and he was like, oh, he's going to be petty like he was the entire time, you know, during his run. And I think the truth might lie somewhere in between. I don't think it's a coincidence that the next NXT premium live event is on 
uh, scheduled for All Out. I kind of feel like Hunter's going to be like, let's bring this this war back because he doesn't like that he lost it. Um, but I do think that it is going to be a lot of positive changes for WWE overall. But I think there's probably is some like that old uh, Triple H pettiness that'll probably like get in there a little bit. So yeah. we'll see. I, I think I think the talent is going to um, going to be where the most noticeable change is. Uh, yeah, we're, we're not going to be doing just the, the find find football players that blew out a knee, um, but we can coach them to you know half ass wrestle. Uh, I think, yeah. I think it's going to be, it's going to feel more like, you know, when NXT was Valor and Joe and DIY and, uh, you know, the Ascension and, and those guys, um, he's going to get back to, to finding guys that actually do this, do this well, uh, can cut a promo, um, not poorly written vignettes. Um, so yeah, I, that's, that's what I'm most excited about. Um, that and and hopefully we we find out where uh, Fabian Eichner disappeared to. Uh, that's that's my biggest thing. I, I'm praying beyond anything else that he is as big of a Fabian Eichner mark as I am, um, <laughs> and that we can we can get Imperium back together because though, I mean the, just those last couple of matches before they split them up were were otherworldly. Um, the fact that they're they're not still a tag team is just it's tragic. Um, I'm also thrilled uh, because I don't anticipate him ever booking himself into a corner with a barbed wire every everywhere's uh, <laughs> shark cage match. So, yeah, man, that was a mess. Yeah, yeah, it was not bad. And the the best part was uh, when the they uh, uh, Ty Conti was messing with that key and couldn't get it out, and just. Um, Garcia and uh, Angelo uh, just like snuck through the the shark cage like yeah. like they just can get through and then le- they left um, uh, Daddy Magic like in the cage it's just like uh, I can't I can't fit through these bars that was kind of the best moment of the whole thing yeah. uh, just the unintentional comedy of the of the whole thing I, I did do like just straight up uh, Eddie Kingston just kind of I mean I don't feel good for him it's not not a good position to be in he gets the main event the show but the the match is just a complete dud and you know you could see it in his face but i also like that you could see it in his face like that he was not trying to like cover for this like he was selling that this match sucked <laughs> like it was it was clear um dynamite overall is just it's been not been hitting like he wanted to and I don't know if you got a chance to watch uh, last night's. We're recording this on the Thursday after um, Dynamite uh, Fight for the Fallen. I think to me, like, at least reminded me of like, oh, this is the stuff that can be good. This is the, especially that first hour. Uh, Ricky Starks is a star and it's just, it they just made it, made it well known there. And it's fantastic. And I, I, I can't wait to see more from him. Yeah. No, he's, he's something special. He's one of those those rare guys that that they just happened to pluck, um, yeah. That that didn't have to get released uh, by anybody else to end up where he is. Um, you know, I I would I would like well, him to to swerve um, because that guy's just yeah. incredible too. Um, but yeah, Ricky Starks is he's he's something particularly special. He may be he he's easily top three most charismatic guys on that roster. 
he he can carry a promo without even looking like he's trying. It's it's incredible to watch. I remember first seeing him on NWA. He didn't po- he wasn't poached from NWA, but uh, I guess during the pandemic, whatever deal they worked out with Billy, it seems like Billy's not necessarily the happiest that he lost like Thunder Rosa and Ricky Starks and the, a few others. But um, yeah, like his promo work in, in NWA is what where is why I first noticed him. And when he popped up, you know, he's done a great job with, uh, with, with team Taz. And, and as he said, with the FTW championship, he took leather and metal and turned it into gold. Yeah. And that's like, that's, it was an incredible promo uh, that spoiler got cut short, uh, but you'll, you'll have to check that out on your own. Yeah. And he's, I mean, just if, if nothing else too, he took Hobbs from, I mean, he, he didn't, he was green as all hell. Um, but, yeah. but getting to, to spend all that time with Ricky, like you could, you can watch the evolution of Hobbs just from, just from getting to work with that guy. And talking about building stars like Christian in his ridiculous promos where he's bringing up everybody's dead dads like Pillman and and everybody like like the the Jungle Boy promo is definitely the best promo I've seen from Jungle Boy uh, ever at this point. Hey. So what the work he's been doing, the put, putting Christian and Jungle Boy together and having those two guys work, um, it is just crazy to me that he's the son of a like, you know, an actor and like his promos were just so terrible. Yeah. But um, you'd think that his dad would work with him on that a little bit, but who knows? I don't know. Um, I mean, but yeah, he didn't, didn't have to do a lot of promo work in the Indies. And then uh, yeah, I guess, I guess when he got to the point where he did have to do promos, you know, Luke had already passed. So, yeah. And then uh, let's let's talk about building more stars. Uh, Red Death, Daniel Garcia, man, going over on Brian Danielson, and and although you know there was some sports entertainment shenanigans, I, overall it it was mostly the technical ability of Daniel Garcia that that helped uh, put him over and over a returning uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, or I mean, Brian it, Danielson. It, it was the right move too. I mean, you got you got uh, Brian Danielson coming back, so you can chalk a loss up to ring rust. He's not hunting for a title or anything right now, so it's not going to hurt for him to eat a loss. Um, you know, the one of the the Jericho guys getting the win just means that we get six more months of this feud uh, ending in a stadium stampede at whatever arena they do next <laughs> that is closest to a football stadium. Uh, where Tony Khan actually has a friend. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how many of those there are. I feel like he's too spastic for more, most NFL boardrooms. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it, I, Daniel Garcia, I, the match at uh, Death Before Dishonor was was just fantastic. Um, he's Yeah, let's get a little bit more into that. Death, he's, Death he's Before Dishonor. I mean, yeah. Um, Yuta, Yuta and, the, and the fact that a pure, rule, a pure rules match – like got that many people on their feet and got that many people excited is kind of very exciting. Cause when Wheeler, you won it, I can't remember who he won it from. Oh, it was some guy with a weird teeth mouth guard or something. Uh, when he won that, um, it was like, okay, whatever. Like the crowd was lukewarm about it. And that's how they've been. Most of these matches, they did brand most of this pure stuff. Uh, this, at least this latest run of the pure title with, 
the empty arenas during kind of COVID before they went kind of dark. And, uh, it, you know, there was no crowd anyway, so there was no one to be quiet about it. Um, but yeah, like they, people got people on their feet and the only one rope break, they had all these rules of what the number of rope breaks you could use. And they only actually used one. They just kept it all inside the ring and they told a great story. Yeah. And I, I thought it was pretty telling too. to, I, I don't know what you could hear. I, I keep meaning to go back and, and thumb through it on the, the pay-per-view. Um, but the crowd for, for 95% of that match was behind Garcia. Um, I, which I, I thought was odd. I really thought that, um, you know, Wheeler Yuta was, was like super over now that he was with Blackpool Combat Club. Um, but yeah, the, the crowd was, was super behind, uh, Daniel Garcia. Uh, match was great. Um, you know, keeping the belt with Yuta in, uh, in Blackpool Combat Club with, uh, you know, the new Ring of Honor champion there, um, was, was a with- good, a good call, but I do believe that, um, you know, it, it it's only a matter of time. Daniel Garcia's got to get he, – he needs to distance himself from Jericho Appreciation Society and just start putting on shows. Uh, he could be – well, I'd say he could be TNT champion, but he, he'll have to wait six months for when they finally decide to have Wardlow drop that thing. Uh, yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to see Daniel yeah. Garcia get powerbombed to hell and back. Um, Kevin Owens, like, pushing – 2.0 and, and Daniel Garcia in the direction of of Jericho, like just putting him on the radar and thus putting on Tony Khan's radar. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's like we should be thankful for that. But yeah, at the same time, the Jericho Appreciation Society keep that just 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 to Hager. Hager can just forever be with with Jericho, and I'm cool with it. He Hager, fills that spot well. I don't need to see him anymore else. God, I'm <laughs> sick of fucking Sammy Guevara. When that when that that Shark Tank match, Shark Cage thing starts, and Sammy and Ty Conti aren't in the cage, you, I mean, right out of the gate, you knew this this was going to go to hell very quickly. And yeah, it, it, nobody wants this. Nobody needs the barbed wire. All all we want is Kingston to run a thirty minute match with Jericho, go over clean. And let this shit end, because if yeah. you get stuck, getting stuck in a feud with with Jericho at this point, it's worse than getting stuck with QT Marshall. Like <laughs> getting stuck in the feud with QT killed Cody. Uh, yeah, and I think getting stuck with Jericho is worse at this point. Um, he stifled any upward mobility that that MJF might have had for a you know what, two years that that whole thing lingered on? Um, yeah. It just, I don't know. I don't know. Get, get, get Some of those what, those guys are far too talented to to just keep having the same array of matches. Um, and it's it's all 50-50 looking of, unless it's Jericho. Yeah. Well, getting back to it, did you see that? I did like, I did very much enjoy though. I think Daniel Garcia did maximize that promo before, uh, before that pure rules yeah. match where he was like, Jericho saved my life with the whole like car accident bit. Oh, yeah. And maybe they were also cheering him because I mean, he's a Buffalo guy. So there's a possibility maybe he was, he would come into Massachusetts and stuff to, yeah, to, to run shows. So, uh, what are, what some, any other highlights from Death Before Dishonor for you? Uh, shocked the hell out of me that um, the the world championship match opened the show. Um, 
Yeah. You, you kind of had a feeling that, that FTR and the Briscoes would, would main event. Um, but that, that blew me away, um, you know, for, for Claudio to open the show, winning the belt, um, and not to take anything away from the, I don't even remember what the hell they called the, the buy-in on this one. Um, but I mean, all of the matches on the pre-show were great. Um, I, I enjoyed every one of them. Um, I, I was just blindsided by the lack of Tully Blanchard with, uh, with Brian Cage and the other monsters, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they got a new t-shirt on Wednesday and by, by Saturday, Tully wasn't with the company anymore. Um, but yeah. I, for those of you who may have forgotten, Brian Cage is still a monster of a human being. I was all the way back across the floor and just, <laughs> he takes up the whole side of the ring. It's nuts. Um, best match on that card at, and I, you know, my heart's with FTR always. Um, Roosh and Dragon Lee tore that shit down. That I, I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. I assumed that it was tossed in there to be like a cool down match. It was not. Uh, those guys kicked the living shit out of each other. <laughs> they took bumps that, like, I thought Dragon Lee died two or three times. Uh, yeah. The guy behind me kept kept chanting, please don't die. Um, <laughs> like it was that, that match was something particularly amazing. Um, and I, Roosh, good Lord, that just strap a rocket to him. I don't care which promotion you uh, put him in. Uh, he needs, he needs a big gold belt. And very, very soon he is, he is a I superstar. Mean, he lost against Mox this past dynamite, but man, so much charisma. And oh, like yeah. the crowd, was was eating that up with him and Mox, and I would like to see, I would like to see that again. There's a few matches. Mox has a, f- a few good matches defending this interim A and T champ A A T and T business Just daddy. A shout out to our business um, daddy here. <laughs> uh, like he's had a few good defenses, but that one man took the cake, and I thought it made Roosh look really good, even despite a loss. Yeah. So. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we had a women's match on there. Pretty solid. I, I wouldn't say it's amazing, but it was, you know, two good veterans going kind of had the unenviable position of the, of the cooldown match, right? No, Joe and, uh, no, Joe and Jay Lee, Joe, Joe and Jay Lee. Um, that's right. It, the women's match was good. I, I couldn't tell if, if Deeb finished that one with a concussion. Um, mm. cause she, she was super wobbly. Um, I think she took uh, that uh, that back suplex off the top. Uh, she came yeah. down real funny. Um, like Mercedes Martinez didn't. She like came off sideways, and that it looked rough. Um, and then she just she didn't didn't seem like she was a hundred percent there for the rest of it, um, which which was sad because it uh, it was a good yeah. match. Um, Joe and Jay Lethal. Good match, as you would expect. Um, you know, I just a whole bunch of interference in this one from the the ninety five foot tall uh, basketball player uh, <laughs> that somehow still hasn't been booked to wrestle Shaq. Uh, <laughs> it just seems like a no brainer. Um, but uh, Joe retains his belt. Um, Mercedes Martinez kept hers. Yuta Wheeler is still pure champion. 
Uh, oh, Dalton Castle and the boys are your new six-man tag champions. Um, <laughs> just, I took, I, I went to the show with, um, we were staying with a friend of Daisy's and uh, her husband had, he hasn't been to, to a wrestling show since, you know, he was a, a teenager. Uh, didn't recognize any of these people. Um, and when Dalton <laughs> Castle came out, he looked at me and said, well, that was an entrance. And I said, that's nothing. <laughs> Normally they carry him to the ring. Uh, <laughs> so he was, he was kind of like, he, he enjoyed the, the Dalton Castle flamboyance. Um, the, 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 the Rouge Dragon Lee match may have been match of the night, but, uh, Dalton Castle using the boys as projectiles, um, for a good <laughs> five or six minutes straight was, uh, was the moment of the night. Uh, that was, that was just fun to watch. And I love it's basically going to be Freebird rules with this six man championship because he just hires like local wrestlers in whatever town he's in. Like, I'm sure he's got some repeats, but it's going to be a different two yeah. boys, uh, the next time, uh, he defends these championships. Um, yeah. So let's talk about SummerSlam a little bit. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, uh, I don't, we've got a few matches that are on the card that we know of. Um, we will no longer, let's start just from the, uh, Riddle the top and of the card. Seth Rollins will not be happening. Ah, uh, that's right. I, I do believe, um, that Seth Rollins will be on the card somehow. I might, maybe it's just a promo or something, but I almost kind of wonder, like, I don't think Triple H is going to do too much. I, I I think there's a certain amount of things that are in motion that he's not going to really mess with. Maybe he'll change some of the finishes. I think Cody is um, uh, somehow miraculously cleared enough to be there uh, in some capacity. And he's going to face well that that's, he's going to face Rollins again and win. That's why I assume that the the Rollins Riddle <laughs> thing isn't going to happen. I think I, I think yeah. Rollins will get to go out and start a promo and then. Uh, the the big stadium in Nashville will get the get the full Cody entrance, um, and it, it'll just have like a just his arm in a in a cast straight up cast and like uh, he'll just still win no shirt he'll still just face, surgical face scar yeah. all the way across his chest <laughs> yeah no it, it should be a it should be a giant clusterfuck there um, but yeah what uh, have you got the card in front of you I've got. A card in front of me. Um, we've got let's let's stop at the top of the card. I start at the top of the card. We've got Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match. Supposedly the last time ever, and I believe it. I don't. I believe this is not no longer going to be a break in case of emergency like thing like it's always been with Vince. I think this is actually really going to be it. Uh, and I think Roman Reigns retains, and I think Brock Lesnar just kind of goes away. For a little while, because he just doesn't really care that much. I, yeah, I th I think that uh, Brock kind of wants to to ride off and see what's going to happen with Vince gone. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I I do think this will be the um, at least at least for the next let's say at least until summer or WrestleMania forty uh, we'll get a reprieve mm -hmm. from Brock Roman. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, I think Roman retains. I think Austin Theory tries to cash in, and the Usos absolutely destroy him. Um, or John Cena cuts him off because uh, there, there's a history of John Cena costing people cash ins. Uh, <laughs> that's bum ass Corbin. 
Uh, well, yeah, bum-ass Corbin versus Pat, Pat McAfee. Uh, I'm going Pat 100%. on this. It, it'll be... This is the only... Is This feels like the only, like, combination of people against Corbin that makes me, like, I'm excited for a Corbin match. Uh, so I'm, I do want to see this. Um, Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Um, I don't know. Bianca retains. I don't really have a strong conviction on this one. I'm I'm curious if if we're gonna get uh, get a return to a different version of Becky uh, now that mm-hmm. now that Vince and uh, old pervert Kevin Dunn aren't in charge of uh, of who gets to hold the women's belts. Um, so I'm hoping that that Becky can get a win here and we'll get to go back to one of the more fun incarnations um, where she doesn't dress like Lady Gaga and. You cut whiner promos like heel Seth Rollins. Um, so yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful that that's the direction. Um, and it, I mean, I don't think there's any harm and they're just going to 50, 50 book this thing back to Bianca by the time survivor series comes around anyway. Um, yeah. but we'll see. Or somehow How Charlotte flair shows up and leaves there with that belt. <laughs> And she also lives leaves with the SmackDown Women's Championship as well. Yeah. Um, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, Liv Morgan was the current champion. Um, I don't know. I think you just got to keep it on Liv because no one wants to see these heel women right now. And it was ni- a nice story. I don't think it's time to end the, it. The crowd uh, has reacted really well to Liv. Uh, she is like number mm. three or four in merch sales for them right now too. Um, so people have really responded to this and apparently Ronda Rousey did not want to be shoehorned into a championship. Um, so I, I think that the, all the, all the layers are in place for Liv to retain. Um, I think this one could, could be a better match than we've seen from Ronda Rousey, uh, on numerous occasions. Um, I, I think that uh, Liv being not—I mean, let, let's face it—Liv's not Charlotte Flair. Uh, she's not Becky. Um, I think you're gonna you're gonna get a better showing out of Ronda because she's not trying to work up to somebody that's just just better at you know the performance of it than she is. Um, so it could be a really good one, but I, I think Liv retains. Yeah. Uh, now here's a weird one: the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. We're getting a run back of the Usos versus the Street Profits, but this time, inexplicably, inexplicably, we have guest referee Jeff Jarrett. The the Why night before Jeff Jarrett guest, is going to be on a completely different wrestling show. Um, I, I don't know why that's happening either. Uh, it, it makes yeah. no sense to me. Um, he doesn't really have any tie to any of them. Um, I, I was even trying to think back if, if he had some long-standing feud with Rikishi that this could tie into, and I don't think he <laughs> did. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I, I, it, it's weird. Um, they did, they did put on a banger at uh, money in the bank though. So um, if nothing else, this will probably be your match of the night again. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, I think this is a kind of a run back too, right? Bobby Lashley versus Theory for the United, United States yes, Championship. Bobby Lashley took the title at 
money in the bank so this is theory's rematch um i don't think think things are going well for theory at least for the foreseeable future i think he gets kind of knocked down a few pegs um because he doesn't have the you know kind of nepotism uh even though it's not there you know obviously they're not related to vince and it was all storyline but i feel like that association is gone and i think he has no more help um so besides having the money in the bank which you've already alluded to him cashing in and losing it uh i think he also loses here yeah i i think that um i think he loses because it more than anything it's just bobby lashley is a champion um he is he's put the work in he did the job for brock lesnar like he got asked to do you know, he's, I mean, he's, he just does what he's asked to do, but when he's got a belt, Bobby Lashley is, I mean, he's, he's a stellar, stellar showman. Um, I think that getting past all this oiled up, uh, uh, you know, strong man show bullshit that they were doing, um, and letting him get back to work as a champ. Um, I, I think there's, there's a lot more benefit in that. I think that, that most of them are going to see it. I'm also going to peg that uh, Dolph Ziggler is going to cost Austin Theory this match, because um, I'm mm. I'm excited for that feud to kind of roll on. Uh, I think I think there's a lot of things that that Austin Theory can pull out of a feud with Dolph Ziggler that'll that'll help him progress really quickly, um, at, uh, just a long way. Um, Ziggler has he he had that effect on everybody he worked with in NXT too, um, so I, I I think there's a benefit to that. Uh, we got Mysterios versus Judgment Day. Um, no shit. no disqualification, Max. <laughs> uh, is, is this one of those one of those well, weird things that hopefully they SummerSlam ends and like, oh, what happened at Judgment Day? Finn Balor is just suddenly intercontinental champion. Um, it's it, it's one of those things. Uh, I, I mean, the the easy easy prediction here is that Edge shows up uh, and helps the Mysterios get the win. Um, so I, I'm going to go with that. I think the Mysterios get the win. I don't yeah. like seeing Dominic get wins ever, um, so I don't like that either. Um, I yeah that, I, I have zero investment in this, which sucks because I mean everybody that's part of Judgment Day is great. I mean Ray is great. If Edge is involved, Edge is great, and I still just do not care. <laughs> uh, well, I think uh, Bray Wyatt's going to come <laughs> back and run Judgment Day or something. I don't know. I mean, uh, I think uh-huh. I think the biggest. The biggest part of it is that even when Edge was running Judgment Day, it just it felt like a Dark Order ripoff. Um, like from from day one, it's been a Dark Order ripoff um, with with shades of the House of Black. Um, so it's yeah. I don't know. I'm not I'm not feeling it. And then finally, the match of the night. The one that everyone bought tickets for in Nashville, Logan Paul versus The Miz. I, I've got I've got long term booking plans that that come attached with this one. <laughs> um, I I got to give Logan Paul credit because reports are that he has spent months at the Performance Center, um, you know, 
so that he doesn't completely, you know, suck this up. Um, well, and then he was great yeah. at Mania yeah. as a heel. That's the thing. That's the concern I have. <laughs> he was great. He was great as a heel. He, the the great like teasing of of uh, the Eddie Guerrero moves on on Rey Mysterio, like that was fantastic. I, I love that. But is I, he really going to be a face? I have to believe that the face thing is a work, mostly because it fits into the narrative that I have written that gets me to my uh, my ideal <laughs> WrestleMania main event. Um, so I, I anticipate uh, Champa getting involved, um, and the Miz and uh, Logan Paul turning on Champa uh, during the beatdown. We're going to get Rebel Heart real loud in front of what they're calling a sold-out uh, Nissan Stadium. It's it's about it's about sixty percent capacity. Um, so. I think we're gonna get we're gonna get Gargano. Um, I think we're gonna get DIY back. I think this thing is gonna play out so that they get a tag match at Survivor Series. Uh, this will this will roll on into DIY, uh, both being in the Rumble. I think one of them wins the Rumble. I think uh, the, they have to eliminate the other, which causes some tension, and they have a singles match at Roadblock, with the caveat that the other DIY member gets added to the main event of WrestleMania to split the belts and WrestleMania ends with Gargano and Champa each holding a <laughs> WWE championship. Um, so that, that's my long-term uh, just dream book this thing. Um, it would take both members of DIY to dethrone Roman. Um, so that's what I'm booking towards. I don't. <laughs> I don't see The Rock fitting anything into his damn schedule. That's what I was just so. about to ask. Yeah, uh, you know, he's not just going to show up with a th- flamethrower for like two minutes, like and he did in Mania thirty four, thirty two. I mean, he could fit in an appearance at Mania. He can't. There's no way he could do any sort of build um, for for a match with Roman. I just it it doesn't work out like. Logically, I mean, that Apple commercial that he did was pretty accurate um, that he somehow was doing 85 jobs and like planning a trip to the moon, like, <laughs> you know, because that, that, that's what it feels like. The dude does not slow down. I, I don't know how he, he gets any free time with his family, but he clearly does because he posts it all on the Internet. Um, so, so you're saying that the unification of DIY is going to be enough to sell the tickets to mania uh, 39, which go on sale next month for some reason. <laughs> it's incredible, incredibly early on I, sale day. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what is going to sell those tickets. Um, Roman's still yeah. going to have the belt when those tickets go on sale. And we are going to be none the wiser as to who he's going to face at WrestleMania. Um, so it's really weird to try and put those tickets on sale with like, I mean, you're, there's, you're not selling anything. Uh, I mean, shit by that truth be told by that, well, point, I his mean, leukemia could come back. The entire women's division could get COVID and just be like gone. Like the, the yeah. who knows? Or, yeah. or monkey cron like, nine. 
the combination of monkeypox and the the it's, ninth variant just, of Omicron. I, like, I don't know. It's it's so weird to me that the tickets for these things go on sale so early. Um, because I there's yeah. no the Rock is out here, you know, promoting DC Super Pets or whatever the hell it is. Um, him and yeah. Kevin Hart are on the on the road show for that, so he's not in Nashville. Um. It, he's trying to get the XFL going. Uh, he's got 37 movies in the pipeline. Um, I, it's it's not going to happen. Um, so I I don't know unless they think that it's going to going to really move the needle that Austin Theory's cash in is successful. Um, I don't know. I mean. Roman's opponents could be Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Malachi Black, you know, any of these people that are going to come back to WWE yeah, they're, tomorrow. They're, they're so. going to violate their contracts. So, yeah. and Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I think that ends it for, for this week. And uh, who knows? We're, we're, we're kind of just doing it as we feel like the, the news is, is there. We might move a little bit back more to once a week, like we, we have been doing, but for now, in the the dog days of summer, we're going to try to kind of figure it out. Although we do have SummerSlam this weekend, yeah, so that actually would be a good we've got opportunity a, to come back. We've got to chime in on whether we'll or not Ric Flair died on Sunday night. So, yeah, that all right. That car, aside yeah. from that main event, which you know, I, I I would not watch for fear that I'd have to see him die. Um, I mean, he he could get yeah. hit with a lethal injection and die. <laughs> I mean, and that should be an easy move to sell. It's just flopping. <laughs> Um, the rest yeah. of that card looks pretty great. Um, I mean, yeah, there's some old timers on there, but I'm, n I, I've never been not impressed with rock and roll express, even at their, their extremely old yeah. tired age. Um, <laughs> they still, they still put on a show. Um, but yeah, we will, uh, we'll try and come back early next week. Recap SummerSlam, let you know if Ric Flair is still alive and uh, we will see you then. Which somehow if Ric Flair died in the ring, I feel like that still would be like the 10th craziest thing that's happened this year in wrestling, which is, I mean, which is saying would be the third craziest um, thing in the last week with Jonathan Gresham just up and quitting wrestling. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, cool. Well, hopefully everyone, unlike Ric Flair, stays safe. And we see you uh, next week. Like, for subscribe, some more, and ring the bell. Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do all that stuff.